Father, we thank you. Father, we praise your name. Father, we glorify you. For there is none like you. You are Abba Father. You are El Shaddai. Magnificent you are. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. For there is no other name like your name. There is none like you, Yeshua. Today, oh God, in this very time, in this very moment, we bring our hearts to you, mighty King. And we just bless your holy name. We just bless your holy name. We just glorify you, O God, for you are a God of the impossibilities. You are a God who is a way maker. You are a God who opens the Red Sea. You are a God who bringeth water out of the desert places. You are a God who is constantly doing great and mighty things. And today, O God, we bring our hearts unto you, mighty King. We glorify you, the King of kings, the King of glory, the mighty God that El Shaddai, El Shaddai, El Shaddai, the God who is mighty and greater and better. Oh, Jehovah, 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 we worship you today. Oh, we give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. If you are just joining me now, where you are, I welcome you. Just get in the groove of giving God the praise. Just get in the groove of just giving him thanksgiving and praise because he deserves all our worship. He deserves all our praise. Just set your heart to seek for him. Just set your heart to desire his presence. Just set your heart to seek after his own heart that he may come in and fill you tonight where you are or today or in the morning or in the evening, afternoon, whatever time zone you are in. Just say, God, here is my heart. Here is my life. Here is my me. Here is me. Rend your heart before his throne. Rend your heart before his throne today. Where you are in the sound of my voice, just give him praise. Just magnify his holy name. Oh, if you can speak in tongues, just give him praise. Just speak in tongues. Just praise him. Almighty King, we worship you. Oh, ruler of the heavens, we glorify your name. Mighty King, we praise you. Mighty King, we glorify you. Mighty King, we magnify your name. For who is like you, God, in all the earth? There is none like you. There is none like you. And we worship you and we magnify your name and we glorify your name for you are the king who reigns. And we glorify your name for you are the king who rules forever and ever. Mighty King, we praise you. Mighty King, we glorify you. Oh, you are the God who reigns. There is none like you. There is none like you, mighty King. We give you praise. We worship you. And we reverence you, God, for you are a great and glorious king. Oh, hallelujah. Where you are, somebody just shout hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, mighty king, just give him a clap and a shout offering. Just worship him. Oh, Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Oh, Jesus, I glorify your name. I give you praise for you are mighty. You are awesome and you are glorious. Glorious are your works. Wondrous are your works. Wondrous are the works of thine hands. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Zala, baby, 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 Zara, Dazadia, Oh, 
Kusha baba baba la zadidi zada dada ya libari dojwa kahaya lebe bebe bebe zada ya oja mazadi zaladi oh glory and honor belong to you God oh glory and honor belong to you Jesus I praise you and glorify your name in the name of Jesus shalom 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 welcome welcome everybody welcome welcome where you are joining us from we very grateful that you have spent this time to join us today just like and share the broadcast just like and share the broadcast invite your friends invite your family members and they may just come and just enjoy the presence of god in this time that we in to today we having a dynamic session with pastor Ruth Mota from Exalted Christ Church and i just want to thank you all those that are joining in those that are joining in thank you for coming thank you for coming just continue to share to like and invite others that we may be in this place and that we may enjoy God's presence together for i believe that when two or three are gathered it doesn't matter that we are gathering virtually but we are gathering as a body of Christ and i believe that the presence of God is available to touch somebody today to encourage to transform to revive and to shake you from your roots that from today you may start to desire the presence of God more and more over your life so where you are I thank you for coming in for joining in you can post in the comment section and tell us where you are watching us from we welcome you from whatever country you are watching us from we welcome you thank you for taking this time to join us today and i just want to say thank you thank you thank you on behalf of dynamic ladies exalted christ church thank you for joining us so today we are going to have a dynamic session and my name is pastor rhythmos as i said and i'm from exalted christ church and i fellowship with my husband apostle michael mota who is the founder and visionary of the church but tonight i have been tasked to come in and to share just a short message that we encourage you that we revive you that will transform you all right so whether you are a male or whether you are a female you are welcome feel at home feel at home feel at home so today what we're going to be looking at we are going to be looking at seeking god and praying praying diligently and praying with our hearts that whatever is coming our way we just stand on prayer our life is built on prayer our foundation is believed as a believer is on prayer we pray we pray we pray we pray whatever comes our way this means that even if we are happy we still have time to pray even when things are not going our way we still have time to pray so whichever way prayer 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 has to be a part of us so whether you're a dynamic man that is listening to me or a dynamic woman what i am here to encourage you tonight with is that let your prayer life be as strong as strong and as strong let it never slack behind don't get to any particular point in your life where you feel that oh i think everything is working for me so in this particular time i am not going to pray because i've been looking and i've been seeing sometimes in life we have those believers who when things are not working you do not see them participating in anything church related you do not see them praying because all they do is they look at their lives and they just begin to cry or they neglect and the 
important aspect of prayer. Prayer is essential. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, dynamic men and dynamic women, prayer is essential in a believer's life. You cannot live your life without prayer. You have to pray. You have to pray. Whatever it is, you have to pray. Yes, you might be tied up at work, but what must you do? Remember this, you always have to pray because we have been looking on, I've been seeing on Facebook, we have seen posts where people would post that uh, the nurses, the doctors are in essential service or a particular thing has been in essential service because of the lockdown in Corona, right? But one important thing that has not been mentioned is that prayer is essential, is essential. We might have um, a sanitizer, we might have a mask, we might have this and that, but we need prayer. That is the foundation. That is the foundation of a believer's life. So you need to be praying at all times. You need to be praying at all times. It means in whatever area in our life, in whatever season we may see ourselves in, be it summer, it may be autumn, it may be winter, but in all those seasons we need to pray. Whether we are experiencing a hailstorm in our season, whether we are experiencing snow in our season, whether it's extremely hot in that season, whether it's too cold, it's lukewarm, it's in between, what we need to do is to not cease to pray. So you need to be a prayerful person. This is my first encouragement to you. Prayer, let your prayer life. Right now as you are listening to me, I want you to do an inventory of your prayer life to check and to see. Are you still praying? How many times do you pray? What is the first thing that you wake up to do? When you wake up, do you go straight to WhatsApp? Do you go straight to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? What is the first thing that you set your day with? What do you build your day on? Is it built on the news that is being given? Is it built on, on, on um, uh, messages on social media, on Facebook? Or is your life built on prayer? I remember this one pastor in Bible school. He always used to encourage us that the first thing that you need to do as a believer is to wake up in the morning. Don't go to your Facebook. Don't go to your WhatsApp. But have a personal time of prayer. A prayer session that you and the Lord have where you take your Bible and you set that time and you read the word of God and then you pray that you develop that relationship that the first thing in the morning that you do before anything else is to set time to pray so that your the rest of your day has already been ordered by God. We have that verse which says that the steps of a righteous are ordered by God. Sometimes what we order our, our steps with is not the word of God per se because when we wake up we have not taken time to read the word. We have not taken time to even pray. So what we have seen is the news, it's Facebook, it's this and that and those are the things then that will set and order our day and then when we have that bad day, we're like, why has this happened? It's because we did not set our day with prayer. So I want to encourage you, just as I also was encouraged by that pastor, that have your life set by prayer. As you wake up, let prayer be the first thing. Even during the day when you get time, let
let they be prayer, 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 wherever you are, let them be prayer. Even in your workplace, the times when you're working and you are sitting on your own and you are typing, within you, you can cultivate that atmosphere of prayer and you just start to pray and just to give your life unto God so that your life becomes a life of the supernatural. When you pray, when you pray, when you pray, it means that your life is connected to the supernatural. So whatever you do, your life is already been set because prayer has set the standard and prayer has ordered the steps that you are going to take. Alright, at this particular time, I want us to go in and read the word of God a little bit. Amen. And I want us to open our Bibles in the book of Esther. So we are going to look at Esther today and we will look, read from um, Esther chapter 4. I want us to look at Esther and what was her prayer life like? What did she do in times when she needed to pray? Did she pray? Did she forget to pray? And how did she maneuver about it? Because when we read the story, we can see that something of a catastrophe was about to happen in Esther's life and pertaining to the children of Israel. And in that particular time there, we see Mordecai rising to the fore and giving a challenge to Esther. And also today, my challenge is this to you. Have a prayer life. Don't forget to pray. Keep on praying. Keep on praying, believer, because there is power in prayer. Alright, so let's open our Bibles in Esther chapter 4, and then we are going to read from, from verse um, 4. And then when Prince Esther's maids and eunuchs came and told her about Mordecai, she was deeply depressed. She sent clothing to him to replace what he had tore away, but he refused. Then Esther sent for Hatak, one of the king's eunuchs who had been appointed as the attendant, and she ordered him to go to Mordecai and find out what was troubling him and why he was in mourning. So he went out to Mordecai in the square in front of the palace gate. And verse 7 says, Mordecai told him the whole story, including the exact amount of money Haman had promised to pay in the royal treasury for the destruction of the Jews. Mordecai then gave Hatak a copy of the decree issued in Susa that called for the death of all Jews. He asked him to show it to Esther and explain the situation to her. He also asked Hatak to direct her to the to go to the king to beg. Hallelujah. He says he asked him to tell Esther to go to the king and beg the king for mercy and plead for her people. And so Hatak returned to Esther with Mordecai's message. Then Esther told Hatak to go back and relay the message to Mordecai. All the king's officials and even the people in the province know that anyone who appears before the king in his inner court without being invited is doomed to die unless the king holds out his golden scepter. And the king has not called for me to come to him for 30 days. So Hatak gave Esther's message to Mordecai and Mordecai sent his reply to Esther and said, Don't think for a moment that because you are in the palace, you will escape when all other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from other places, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this? 
And then Esther replied to Mordecai and said, Go and gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, nights or day. My maids and I will do the same. And then though it is against the law, I will go in to see the king. If I must die, I must die. So Mordecai went away and did everything as Esther had ordered him. Hallelujah. May God bless the reading of his word. So here, my first question is, I'm going to be zoning in on what is written here on verse 16, that Esther commanded for there to be a three-day and three-night fasting. And my question to you is, my brethren, when last have you prayed? And when last have you fasted even? That is a question for you to ponder on. When last have you actually really prayed? Not the God bless our food prayer. And sometimes even the God bless our food prayer, some of us, we even forget to do it. We never do it. We just take the food and we eat. So my question to you is just go in and retrospect, do an inventory and ask yourself, when was the last thing? When was the last time you actually sat down and you just prayed? Just prayed and just prayed and gave your attention in your heart unto Jesus. Alright, so I'm going to go back. Here we see what had happened is that um, Haman had plotted against the Jews and he had planned successfully that they would die. See, let me tell you something. One way or the other, in this life, somewhere, somehow, there are people that will be plotting and planning against your life. There are things that will be plotting and planning against your life. Because you are a believer, it does not mean, yes, because you are victorious and you are a believer, that those things will not happen. They are, perchance, they would. There will be people that are planning and plotting against your success, against the success of your marriage, against the success of your family, against the success of your children, against the success of all that you touch, whatever business you're getting in. There is perhaps a chance that there is someone who is there that is a hammer that is plotting and planning that he has also made a, a, a tall structure for hanging of all the Jew people. They are plotting with their family and planning negative things to come towards your way so that whatever you do will not prosper. And let me tell you, brethren, when there are things like that, you need to always be in prayer, to always be standing firm in prayer, to always be standing firm in prayer so that whatever comes, they will see that you are standing with the praise plate of prayer and you have stood with the sword of the spirit and there is truth gathered around you. There is everything that comes through prayer that is standing God with you. So you know when those things are happening, you need to be someone that is strong, that is strong and strong and strong in prayer. So this is my, my question to you tonight. Are you praying? If anything, if any harm comes your way, do you have a strong prayer life such that whatever will be targeting your life, we have no power, we have nothing against you. You need to pray. So here we see then that Mordecai, once he had the decree, he read his clothes and he wore a sackcloth. And each time when we read in the Bible, we see that each time there was a sackcloth that was read, it was a catastrophe. People would have to go before the Lord, lay themselves there. They would say, God, we do not care what our rank is. We do not care what we have, what we own. We do not care. God, we are coming to you with our whole 
heart and we are surrendering our souls we are belittling our souls so that you increase and we decrease and they will take a time to pray so this is what Mordecai did and he went to the palace he went where Esther was and when the servants of Esther saw him they then reported to say this is what Mordecai has done and Esther had to go in and inquire what is happening see Esther the moment that she got into the palace she did not follow or was not that much in contact with the things that were surrounding her life and sometimes this is the position that we find our souls in that we had prayed prior maybe it's a woman and you wanted to be married and then now you are married and then you no longer pray and all oh, it's a husband a man that wanted to marry and you found that partner for your life and then now you no longer are praying or oh, you looking for that job one or the other and during that time you were scheming as, as, as a matchstick praying and fasting but the moment that you got that job you cease to fast, you cease to pray, and then you wanted a car, and maybe when God blessed you with that particular thing, then you cease to pray. So we see Esther was comfortable, living comfortably in the palace, not knowing what is happening, what the enemy is brooding, what the enemy was planning and preparing for a kindred. So things will be planning and plotting. So what I want to tell you today is that you don't have to sit down and relax. You should be marching. You are like a soldier, forever training, forever preparing forever training, forever preparing. There is no time for you to relax and relax and sit down as a child of God. You should forever be praying. You should forever be geared in prayer. You should, your gear should always be ready. And I remember this one time we had a problem with our with our our car and the clutch of the car had to be fixed. It means that there was something wrong with the, 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 the clutch and then it would hinder us to change the gears. So sometimes as Christians in our prayer life, there is something wrong, wrong like the clutch that we had in our car, whereby our prayer life we cannot pray effectively, we cannot even change any gear whatsoever. But I want to encourage you that don't relax, let not your your, your, your clutch pedal or your gear lamp uh, 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 lever be disturbed by the comfort of who you are now where you are oh well because you are earning that 20,000 oh well because this and that is happening do not be comfortable be encouraged that at all times I need to be in prayer I need to be in prayer mode I need to be praying and praying and so here we see that Mordecai had to tell the servant that this is what is going to happen and then after Esther had realized that she then came up with an excuse sometimes we become so comfortable in the place that we are in that we give excuses and response to say ah well now since I, I I have been here the king has not taken me for 30 days has not seen me so I will not be able to go if I go I, I might die etc and etc and sometimes we as dynamic men and dynamic women we might also have those excuses as women oh I have a baby I'm now married I have a child oh this child oh they don't sleep or oh, they are sick or oh, this and that and then you give so many excuses and you do not have time to pray what I want to tell you is that don't be a person that gives excuses because the enemy the one saying that he is rolling like a lion seeking whom he may divorce so you need to have your game up. You need to be at that level where you know.
know that whatever is coming your way, you are ready and set in charge. So do not be a man or a woman with too many excuses that all oh, are working. So I'm now tired, but you're forgetting that for you to actually maybe have that job or that promotion that you have, it was through God and it was even through prayer. So sometimes then we have too many excuses. Oh, now that I have a car, I will not go to the church. Oh, now that I have this, I will not do it. Oh, my manicure will be disturbed. Oh, at that particular time, I want to watch a soapy so I cannot pray. Let me tell you, you need to pray. You need to pray. Don't be a person that gives excuses. Just stand your ground and pray. And Mordecai replied, Jesus, that you can't be giving me these excuses because you don't know maybe God put you in that position for such a time as this. But if you don't want, well, God is faithful. He will raise another one. They help come from another area. Even the word of God says that even people when they don't praise me, I live and raise stones. It's the same principle here. So even when you don't pray, it means someone else will pray, someone else will give their life to God, but whatever results should have been for you will not come to you because you have not prayed. That is just the basic principle. So you need to pray. You need to align yourself. You need to stand up. You need to arise and you need to be a prayer somebody. And then after talking to Mordecai, after convincing, thank God there was a Mordecai who had to convince Esther to pray for his people, to pray for for, for, for her people and to take a bold step to go up to the king and today I am coming to you like a Mordecai and I want to encourage you don't sit, don't sit down, don't relax, don't relax, rise up and begin to pray, have a steady a strong prayer life if you are married, you are listening to me don't give excuses, cooking is always there, don't make cooking washing dishes, cleaning the house, that baby that you have don't let it be a stop a stopper to your prayers. Don't let it be a stopper. Don't let it be the hindrance to your prayer life. That your husband, that God gave you. Don't let him be a hindrance. Even you, husband, don't let the wife, even you, husband, don't let that job be a hindrance because you need to pray. You need to pray always, to pray always with us. And I'm encouraging you tonight that rise up and pray. And then here we see that Esther then decided that there is going to be a prayer and fasting and when she did pray see what God did the moment that she went in to see the king every protocol was dashed to the ground every protocol that they used to observe was not recognized because prayer had set a standard prayer had ordered itself so before she even went to the king prayer had already ordered itself such that when the king saw her he raised the center to allow her to come in and later we see that Israel was saved just because she again ferociously in prayer and fasting and standing in the gap for her family and for in the nation of Israel. So today what I want to encourage and leave you with is this. Keep on praying. Stand in the gap for your family. Stand in the gap for your church. Stand in the gap for, for your parents. Stand in the gap for your children, for your business. Because there is no one in all the whole world that will stand in for your needs. You are the best candidate to pray for your life because you know what you want. You know what you need. Yes, a pastor can pray for you. A friend can give a short prayer, but they don't know where you really need that particular thing. So you know what you're dealing with. You know where you came from. You know the circumstances. So it needs you to rise up. And Esther rose up because she knew where she was coming from. She knew the family that she came from. She knew Israel. And she had to stand in and call out to her God. And 
this she did with year sevens and with year, 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 year made sevens and with the, the eunuchs that were under her and everyone who was under her had to follow suit. Even for you as a parent, your children should also be standing in the gap for prayer. You don't have to wait once they are 21 or 18 to decide for themselves. You have to set the ground and lead them as a father. You don't have to wait for your wife. You have to set it as the king and the priest of the house. You have to set the time for prayer so that you can stand in the gap for your family. You can stand in the gap for your children. You can stand in the gap for that business of yours. You can just stand in the gap even for the church. You can stand in the gap for whatever church you go to or partner with for your pastor. You need to also stand up and pray because when you begin to pray, things will begin to happen and things will begin to be ordered by God because you have stood in prayer. So this is my encouragement to you tonight. Today, wherever you are, this is my encouragement to you. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. No, don't have any excuse whatsoever. Nothing. Keep on praying. Have set prayer times where you pray and you seek the heart of God and you seek God over your family, over your business, over your life. Have such a prayer time. And I guarantee you, your life will never be the same. Your life will never be the same. Things will flow swiftly and softly. You don't have to only pray simply because there is a problem. No, no. You just live a lifestyle of prayer. That is what I encourage you to do. So when you are setting your heart, early in the morning when you wake up, pray. In the evening before you sleep, pray. Have that relationship with God. Have that prayer time set so that God will do great things in your life. Thank you all. Have a blessed time. Thank you for joining in wherever you are. It is my heart's desire that you keep on searching the heart of God, that you keep on praying wherever you are, and that God will meet you at your point of need. But you all have to do this through prayer. You have to do it. You have to open your mouth. You have to do it. Drag that body. Yes, I know it's winter, and in the morning, prayer, sleeping is so sweet, you can't pray, but drag your body. Even in the evening, you might be tired. Drag your